How important are our relationships with people around us? In, actually, in Psalm, Psalm 1, the, uh, David says that, Blessed is the man who is not walking in the counsel of the wicked, because the people that is around us can shape the, the way we think, the way we act. That's why God is calling us to have fellowship with uh, you know, the members of the body that are following the Lord and are committed to Him, uh, because bad uh, friendships can lead you into the wrong direction. And that's something that we learn in this lesson of today's meditation. And yes, we are to be supposed to be a witness to the people, but we need to see who, we are, who are our close friends. Welcome to Living Life, to today's reflection. And again, we're going to keep learning about the lessons in this beautiful book, in this passage of Ezra. Ezra chapter 10, verses 1 through 15. While Ezra was praying and confessing, weeping and throwing himself down before the house of God, a large crowd of Israelites, men, women, and children, gathered around him. They too wept bitterly. Then Shechaniah, son of Jehiel, one of the descendants of Elam, said to Ezra, We have been unfaithful to our God by marrying foreign women from the peoples around us. But in spite of this, there is still hope for Israel. Now let us make a covenant before our God to send away all these women and their children in accordance with the counsel of my Lord and of those who fear the commands of our God. Let it be done according to the law. Rise up, this matter is in your hands. We will support you, so take courage and do it. So Ezra rose up and put the leading priests and Levites and all Israel under oath to do what had been suggested, and they took the oath. Then Ezra withdrew from before the house of God and went to the room of Jehohanan, son of Eliashib. While he was there, he ate no food and drank no water because he continued to mourn over the unfaithfulness of the exiles. A proclamation was then issued throughout Judah and Jerusalem for all the exiles to assemble in Jerusalem. Anyone who failed to appear within three days would forfeit all his property in accordance with the decision of the officials and elders and would himself be expelled from the assembly of the exiles. Within the three days, all the men of Judah and Benjamin had gathered in Jerusalem, and on the twentieth day of the ninth month, all the people were sitting in the square before the house of God, greatly distressed by the occasion and because of the rain. Then Ezra the priest stood up and said to them, You have been unfaithful. You have married foreign women, adding to Israel's guilt. Now honor the Lord, the God of your ancestors, and do his will. 
separate yourselves from the peoples around you and from your foreign wives. The whole assembly responded with a loud voice, You are right, we must do as you say. But there are many people here, and it is the rainy season, so we cannot stand outside. Besides, this matter cannot be taken care of in a day or two, because we have sinned greatly in this thing. Let our officials act for the whole assembly. Then let everyone in our towns who has married a foreign woman come at a set time, along with the elders and judges of each town, until the fierce anger of our God in this matter is turned away from us. Only Jonathan, son of Azahel, and Jezaiah, son of Tikvah, supported by Meshullam and Shabbatai the Levite, opposed this. Uh, we see in this passage how, how uh, while Ezra was uh, praying and confessing and weeping and throwing himself down before the house of the Lord, a large crowd of people of Israel, men, women, and children, gathered around him. They wept, they too wept bitterly. So we see again how the people follow the leader. And it's important for us to pray for our leaders and if we are in any position of leadership, as we've been saying, it's important for us to understand how much we can impact uh, the people around us. And we see how the conviction of the Holy Spirit came upon the people. As Ezra was interceding, as we saw last time, then the Holy Spirit bring this like conviction, like we have been unfaithful to our God by marrying the foreign women from the people around us. But in spite of this, there is still hope for Israel. So this is amazing because honestly, like uh, repentance is a miracle. The Bible says that it is actually the Lord, the one that grants us to repent. And we need to say, Lord, grant me to repent. And that's exactly what happened with the people of Israel. As they were sinning against the Lord and then Ezra intercede, we see how they returned to the Lord. There's this revival. We need a revival in our churches, in our communities. And we see how humbling ourselves before the Lord, confessing our sins, is the beginning of this awakening in our lives. So they, they as we were saying, they follow the leader. And the prayer of this man of God was being answered. And, and he was uh, just there before the Lord and, and, and doing and following the direction of the Lord. Uh, and we see also here in this passage how they, they say this, Now honor the Lord, the God of your ancestors, and do His will. And I really love this lesson. We may say, I love the Lord and I like to sing songs of worship, which is amazing. It's part of our Christianity. But obeying the Lord is doing His will. Jesus says, If you love me, you obey my commandments. So part of turning back to the Lord goes directly to obeying what the Lord is saying. It's not just about, about good intentions, good ideas, you know, but actually saying, Lord, I am going to do it. I'm going to obey you. And what, what we see uh, with, with the people of God in this passage is that they are willing to pay the price of obedience. Sometimes, it is hard to obey the Lord, you know, to say the truth, to confess a sin, to uh, uh, 
meant something that was that, that we broke. But that's exactly when, when we take courage and say, Lord, it is better to obey than sacrifices. It might cost me, but the cost of obedience or, or, or the reward of obedience is greater than the reward of disobedience. It is better to obey the Lord, even if it, 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 it costs us so much. So I just want to encourage you today to search the areas of your life where you need to honor the Lord, where you need to say, Lord, this is the things that you are calling me to align to you, and I'm going to obey you, and I'm going to ask for your grace, and I'm going to ask other people to pray for me in order to actually return to you. The Bible says that when we return to the Lord, He will gladly receive us. As we draw near to the Lord, He will draw near to us. We see that in Psalm 51 when David did something horrible, but he returned to the Lord in repentance, knowing that the arms of the Lord were going to be wide open to welcome him. Never allow this toxic shame, this like religious shame to draw you away from the Lord. As a son, as a daughter of the Lord, you are called to return and know as the prodigal son that he's going to welcome you. He's going to restore you. He's going to bless you because he is faithful. He's good. So I just want to encourage you to grow as a community, to surround yourself with good people of God. And if you say, well, I, I don't find any, pray, Lord, allow me to have friends and mentors around my life that will be a good influence for me because I need people around me. I need to open up myself. I, I need to break any type of compromise and follow the Lord with all my heart. We are called to be fully obedient. Never take the grace of the Lord as a permit to just do whatever you want. The grace of the Lord is giving us the power to actually go even beyond what the law required uh, because there is this uh, grace of God, this power available even in the midst of our weakness and we just receive it by faith and by grace. So I just want to encourage you to learn again the lesson that the Lord is bringing in today's passage and especially apply it into your life because it's worth it. You are going to be blessed. You and your family, you and your community are going to be blessed as you return to the Lord. Revival is something that can happen. Sometimes we see things around us and, you know, there could be decay and, you know, so many hard things around us. But as we see in the book of Ezra, with this man of God returning back to the Lord and the community responding, the revival started. They were returning to the Lord. The blessing was going to come back and God was going to restore the people and he's, he was going to bless them just as he promised. So it's going to encourage you to always search and pray for revival in your life, in your family, and in your community. Let's pray together. Dear God, we're so grateful for every lesson that we see through Ezra, this faithful man of God that had this zeal in his heart and was pursuing you and loving you, and he experienced revival, transformation, and, and blessing. We ask you this. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. God bless you again. Thank you for following and, you know, being part of this uh, 
like uh, devotional. I know God is blessing you and it's helping you to grow more and more. See you next time. Yeah.